Well, we watched Ryan Murphy's Hollywood on Netflix. And I have a lot of conflicting thoughts and emotions about it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I understand why other people didn't and wouldn't. And there are aspects of it that I find utterly infuriating and almost rage-inducingly so. But it, it was better than fine. Kinda. Oh, this is, this is going to take some unpacking. So let's talk about Hollywood on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie and I am... I, I don't know what I am. <laughs> I really don't. I, I, I We are going to be talking today about Netflix's Hollywood. And, oh, this is one of those times where, you know how I often talk about the chorus of voices that we have inside, our critic, our muse, or... Yeah, it, it's kind of like we all sat down to watch the series, and each and every one of them had a different opinion of them, and I'm just kind of sitting there in the middle listening to this Greek chorus talk over itself. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, this is why I'm glad I don't give star ratings or anything like that to stuff, because, whew, yeah. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Ryan Murphy and company have produced a limited series for Netflix, and it's called Hollywood, and it takes place in the late 1940s, early 1950s. I'm not entirely sure about that. I, I get the feeling that it's supposed to be set in the early 50s, but um, Rock Hudson is actually a character in it, and Rock Hudson had his fil feature film debut in 1948. It's definitely set after the Second World War. So I, I, my assumption is it takes place in 1948 because of that Rock Hudson connection. All right. It is a fantasy film. I, I, you can't even call this an alternative history. This is not an alternative history. It is a pure, up, pure straight-up fantasy film. It is almost maybe even fan fiction but it gets really murky in that the events portrayed in the film did not happen in, in the show. I'm going to do that a lot, by the way. For some reason, I keep wanting to call this a film. I did this all last night talking to Brian. I've done this ever since we watched the thing. And I think it's because it's about the making of a film that I want to call it a film. And because it is a concise narrative that is broken up over seven episodes. But bear with me if I call this series a film. It, it, I don't know why I keep doing it, but I keep doing it. Okay. So, <clears throat> quite a few of the characters that we meet in this series are real. They're real-life people who had real-life struggles 
And those are portrayed through this narrative about a movie that never existed. And yeah, that that's where it really becomes problematic for me in trying to discuss. And I'm trying to do as much as I can before we get into spoilers. If, okay, I'm a huge fan of Rock Hudson. I'm a huge fan of Rock Hudson. And so I know a lot about him. And seeing an alternate universe version of Rock Hudson is not necessarily something that I am opposed to. There's a wonderful movie called A Touch of Pink, which is kind of a queer retelling in a way, kind of a queer version of A Touch of Mink, which was a movie that he, he was in. And I believe Kyle MacLachlan plays the spirit of Rock Hudson in that movie, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm not opposed to that. But there are certain characters. There are certain characters in this movie that are real and that are horrible, and I, I think that they were let off too easily. Mm. So, before I get into actual spoilers, I, I think the reason this series really just kind of tears me apart is if you watch it just as escapist narrative. And as a fantasy film about what might have happened if things happened a little bit differently and the power of storytelling to overcome the odds and change the world, it's a good series. Beyond that, the acting is good. It is beautiful. I, I really enjoyed quite a few of the characters. <sighs> but... There's a lot of me that feels like this is Ryan Murphy screaming into the void at a Hollywood that hasn't learned its lessons and trying to get them to wake up through a combination of bizarre back padding and odd redemption scenes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings about it. And I don't think I can say anything else without going into spoilers. So if you have not seen Hollywood and you don't want to know anything that happens, I guess check out now and go see it and then come back. But I, I don't think that you can spoil a, a series like this because its outcome is baked into its premise. So if you know what the series is, you know how it's going to end and how it has to end for it to deliver on that premise. And it takes an interesting road to get there, and I will be spoiling some of that, but I don't, I don't know. If you don't want to know anything about it before you watch it, go watch it, come back, and we'll talk. So let's just get into spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so basically real quick, the main thrust of the story follows Jack, who is a down-on-his-luck actor who wants to make it big in Hollywood, who ends up becoming a gigolo for a while that gets him an 
in at a movie studio that then gets him cast in a groundbreaking film that then goes on to win the Oscar. And we see the movie primarily, the movie, the series primarily through his eyes and tangentially through the eyes of those around him. That's it. That's the story of Hollywood. And that is a very reductive way to say it. But that is the story of Hollywood. Now, the first major problem that I have with it is if it wanted to actually carry off its message, it Jack should not have been the main character. Don't get me wrong. Love the actor. Love the character. Enjoyed watching his journey all the way through. But the actual meat of the story is about them making a a movie with a black female heroine and her white boyfriend in the 1950s. And remember, that wouldn't happen in... Well, a black person would not helm a major motion picture until 1957. So this is placing it way ahead of its time on that scale. And there's a whole plot point about the clan and them rewriting the story, which was supposed to originally have been about Peg Entwistle, who, according to the short condensed version of the story that most people hear, was an actress who'd been cut from a film who committed suicide by jumping off of the Hollywood sign. And who in reality was an abused wife who had just divorced her estranged husband and was going through a lot in her life. And as as everything in real life is, it's a lot more complicated, but that they end up rewriting the story to be about a different character who is a black woman who's struggling to make it being cast by and play portrayed by a black woman who is kind of living that story and da 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 da. Okay. Now, this is really hard to talk about because like this the basic sentiments of the series are that people can be redeemed, people can see the error in their ways if they're shown the error of their ways. And what we have to do as creative people and as storytellers is have the courage no matter what the costs to tell the story that needs to be told so that people can be awoken from their stupor and become better people. If you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you know, those are sentiments I tend to agree with. I think it's a little bit reductive and a little bit simplified, but I do think that representation is extremely important. Seeing, Seeing queer people on television, seeing black people on television playing things other than criminals. And I say things because you look, ugh, look back into the 80s and before, and they were background props and slaves. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. They were criminals. They, they weren't characters. They were things. And you see this starting to change with The Cosby Show and others that started showing people of color as human beings. And that's important. That's so important. 
And it's something that we have to go through as a society, it seems, to start respecting other people until we see a fictional version of that person and come to like that fictional version of that person. We don't accept that type of person in reality. It sucks. It's terrible. It's stupid. But it does seem to be the trend that we as a culture go through. And so I, I, my problem is not with its premise or with the fact that it has a very fantasy conclusion in that the movie comes out and it's a big hit and everybody loves it and racism is solved because it's a, it's a series and it, it has a limited number of episodes and has seven episodes and yeah. So it's kind of ridiculous that yes, systematic racism is destroyed by a single film, but I, I'm not going to harp on that the way I, I know a lot of other people are and will, justifiably so, because it, it's a story, and the actual point of the story is that words have power, that images have power, and that we have to reclaim and to tell our stories because that will change the world. And so to tell that story, you do kind of need to change the world in your story to make it work. And okay, fine, 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 fine. But it doesn't end there. And this is where it really kind of falls apart is there's this, there are a couple subplots throughout the story that kind of touch the Me Too movement in that Rock Hudson, who was repeatedly raped by his early his manager, is repeatedly raped by his manager in this film, in, in this series. And the head of the studio has an affair with one of his contract players, who does it because she doesn't think she'll have a job if she doesn't sleep with him. And that's not, that's not a good look. I mean, the Harvey Weinstein elements of that are profound, <laughs> you know, watching it today. And the studio boss has a heart attack, is redeemed as a human being, and then dies. Like, instantly. So he doesn't even have a chance to try to make amends for his life. He just suddenly becomes a good person, does a couple good things, and then dies. Again, okay, short, short narrative, all right, but Harry, the evil agent in the story who, if you want to just read absolute horror and human filth, look him up, and yeah, he ended up dying alone and penniless, drugs, alcohol, all that, because he did terrible things and then was outed, and then everybody dropped him because they weren't going to work with a queer agent, and, like, the whole world came down on him. And he is kind of portrayed in this series as kind of a tragic anti-hero who acted the way that he did because society told him that he was a pervert, and so he believed he had to be a pervert. And so he forced young, attractive men 
regardless of their sexuality, to have sex with him because we live in a society. And I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like the implications of that. I mean, I'm sure to some people that that was true. I mean, that line that they called us degenerates, so I felt like I had to be one. I can see how that level of thinking does come about in oppressed societies. I know that the generation that I grew up in, that which was prior, I mean, it was just after the main AIDS outbreak, but just, but before the gay liberation movement had actually really gotten many wins, we kind of embraced this concept of degeneracy. Like if you're going to call us a degenerate, then great. That that's what I am. And so I, I, I can see where that's coming from, but and the scene was handled well. Like he asks Rock Hudson for forgiveness at the end, and Rock says no, and explains the horror and the trauma that he put him through. And it was kind of a powerful scene. And then he is like makes a movie that's going to do for gay people what Meg did for black people, and that's how the series ends. He's, he's producing a movie that he developed with Rock Hudson starring in it that's going to make the gays as acceptable as the blacks because movies save the world. And oh, he doesn't deserve that kind of redemption. I mean, not that quickly, at least. I mean, <laughs> one of the most powerful scenes in this whole thing is when he tries to basically sexually molest Jack and Jack has this breakthrough moment where he's been living as a gigolo. He's married. He's got twins on the way and he just breaks down and he can't do it because he does. He, he needs to be a good person. And that, that, that is very much the theme of this entire series is you have to be a good person. You have to be a good person. And this is repeated over and over and over again. And yeah, okay. I, 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 I can't offer the redemption they're wanting me to, to two of the characters in this series that they are really trying to sell hard because they did nothing to earn their redemption. Okay, great. You're going to therapy now because you've realized you shouldn't have been raping your clients. That's wonderful. But you still raped your clients. I, I just, I can't, I can't go there. But I don't know what the solution to this is. This, this is, mm, this is, sorry, I'm clapping. I get animated and I use my hands. Um, this is the problem that this series has for me, is that I I see the story that it's trying to tell, which should have been from Archie's point of view the entire time, because if you want to show how film can change the life of a person of color, then the person of color should have been the main character in the story instead of one of the side characters. But uh, I'm not, not going to take time and deal with all that, because that's just one of the many, many issues that this show has. Because the message is important. 
Like people can turn around. People can change their lives. I know I used to be a very horrible person and I have done a lot to change as a human being over the years. And yes, redemption is possible. Yes, stories can change the world. And yes, you are a fantasy series with only seven episodes to accomplish this Herculean task in. <sighs> but I think you tackle too much. Like, if they had just dropped the sexual molestation elements, because it's too much to have to deal with the race and the rape. Like, these are two very heavy, very weighty subjects. And you needed to kind of, with only seven episodes, you kind of needed to pick one to make your focus because... What they did is they kind of focused on the race issue, because Archie is at least more of a character than Rock Hudson is, and it's the main narrative thrust of the entire story, but you still have this, like, I can't forgive Harry. Like, I can't forgive Harry. You're wanting me to, but I can't. He has done nothing to earn it. Yes, he's the one that has the epiphany that saves the movie and fixes the movie so that Everyone everywhere can see that black people are people too. And yes, yes, okay. He, but that that's that doesn't make up for all of the terrible things we see him do in this series. And in a lot of ways, okay. Here's my secret th thoughts. This time I'm going to wrap this up. I think what I'm feeling right now is what Ryan Murphy wanted me to feel. I do. I think this is the point of the series and why I still recommend, if you're interested in it, you watch it. Because on its surface, it is a very simple story with a very simple message. Goodness will win over evil if it just stands up. The end. It's a very simple story. But because of its simplicity, it makes you sit back and go, well, how could Harry redeem himself? Could he? What could Harry have done to redeem himself? What could Ace have done to redeem himself? I mean, one night and some complimentary things that he says to his wife is not enough to make up for everything that he did over the last 20 years. And the same thing with Harry. You know, one epiphany that saves the movie, it's not enough. But what would be enough? And I think... And I may be giving him too much credit here, but I think Ryan Murphy and company intended this series to open up a dialogue where we can talk about this. What would it take to redeem a sexual predator? What, 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 what would they have to do? Because if we're just going to scarlet letter people and say that they can never be redeemed, what does that say about us as a society? But we can't just wave our hands and be like, well, you did terrible things. That's okay. You feel bad about it. I mean, what is, what's the right answer there? And like Hollywood, I, I don't have a simple answer to that. But this to me is why the show is not a failure. Because all of those questions are running around in my head in a way that is 
very specific, yet not as charged because they're not about people that are still alive. <laughs> but they are about real people for the most part. So yeah, Hollywood, it, it's a trope. It, it's a, I, I'm probably, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to talk about it again, but I might talk about it again. Cause like I said, I can't stop thinking about it because it did bring up so many questions in my mind. I would love to know what you think. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you can also use that, if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear addressed on the show. If you have a buck, you can pass my way down in the show notes. You'll find a link to listener support and my Patreon. Thank you to everyone who does that. It means the world to me, especially right now. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you know anybody you think would like this show, please share it with them. That, that really helps out a lot. And especially if you're listening on Spotify, Spotify has added this really cool thing where you go to the share feature and you can automatically, it'll automatically format it and share the episode to your Instagram story or your Facebook story or to Snapchat stories where people will actually be able to listen to the episode and have an active link. So there you go. Um, thank you to everybody who helps out at all. It really does mean the world to me. So yeah, I'm probably going to be thinking about Hollywood for a while. So until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.